Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It's a size em up Monday, Garrett. Big win over the Cincinnati Bengals, 19 to 17 at the bank on Sunday night football. This is one of those mornings where, you know, you drop the kid off at daycare and everybody's like, hey, good win last night. Good win. You know, everybody's watching this one. Uh, so Ravens are three and two and now in sole possession of first place in the AFC North through five weeks. It's October. We haven't won any division title yet, but uh, but on top of the of, of uh, the pile for now. Yeah, the Ravens are in the driver's seat. They have the early lead. So I always love it's it's a new trend that I've noticed that pretty much once the final whistle sounds, there's a immediate influx of emails to the lounge mailbox. Yeah, it's just it's like almost immediate. So last week it wasn't so good. This week it was a much different story. And my favorite subject line of those emails, and you can always email us to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net, is clearly a size them up Monday. Mm-hmm. So this from, comes from Chris, who's in Scotland. He said, it's 4 a.m. in Scotland. I'm feeling the buzz right now. Having a game at the bank on TV is electric. I can only imagine how good it is to actually be there. It's definitely a must-do if and when I get the chance to travel over there. So, um, you know, I think that is certainly – people are feeling the excitement after that game um, on, on multiple levels. So on one, <laughs> you played in a primetime game. And so there's yep. that buzz and the excitement and the whole world is watching all that. Another another piece is the Ravens basically have found themselves in these close games and now they now they come out on top. Now they're in a situation where they're the team that wins the close game and you're not talking about a heartbreaker uh, that comes down to the wire. So just all around. Do you, are you wearing the ring this morning? I didn't put it on. I was hoping you weren't going to call me out. I was kind of <laughs> hustling to get in here. Should I go get it? Should I nah, go get it's it? all right. It's all right. It's all right. I kind of want to go get it though, because it's not, it's a thing now, and I want to make sure that it's a thing. You know, you know what? If this was actually a video version, I would say yes. No, I'm getting it's... it. No, no, <laughs> I'm getting it. All right, BRB, you won't even know this in post cut editing. I'm getting the ring. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I had to. Oh man, woke up. Woke up my wife in the process of getting it. <laughs> rough night of sleep for her back to went back for a couple extra minutes of extra sleep woke her up to get the ring worth it worth it sorry babe <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway you were saying yeah so i i just think that this is like this is one of those wins that like i think has a potential i don't want to overstate it here but i'm feeling it you know it's a size of monday i yeah. think it's one of those wins that has a potential to roll it forward and I think the Ravens kind of needed this. I think they needed a game. And, and uh, like J.K. Dobbins actually said it af- after the game. He said, I, I felt like they kind of we kind of needed to win a close game like this yep. to get over that hump, to overcome kind of the, the recent struggles in the second halves of games. You won a key game against a really good team, and yep. I really think this has a chance to kind of roll forward and the team could get hot. Well, you know me, like, I, I'm really not a person that, like, extrapolates too much from one week's results. I just think it's so such a week-to-week league, and you never know what's going to happen. But I, in this case, I agree with you. I think it wasn't so much, you know, being in first place in the AFC North is great, all that stuff. Like, you know, that, that's great. But I think this was really a, um, a win for the soul, kind of, right? Like... Mm. I said kind of coming into this one, 
if the Ravens suffered in, in last night's game another defeat in which they didn't close it out at the end and they lost another, you know, got a big lead or whatever, if the same script had played out from the two previous home losses, that would have been really crushing. Would have been yeah. really crushing. And and it was setting up for the possibility, obviously. You know, the Bengals drive down the field, score a touchdown to go up one. And, you know, I felt confident in the offense and, and obviously in Justin Tucker and that they were going to go down and kick a field goal. But, like, if that hadn't happened, it would have been really brutal. Yeah. And so I do think that this one really does have the chance of – multiple players said it, it was a relief. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Like, because uh, – and that, I think that's what I'm speaking to is, like, thinking about the flip side yeah. was really scary after what the Ravens have been through and Marcus Peters' sideline outbursts and all that stuff, right? And so, like, avoiding that fate, even though the Ravens necessarily didn't play their their best game all the way around, right, it was just a relief for that not to happen and to score that team win in which everybody kind of stepped up, right? I mean, the offense stepped up on the final play of the game. Justin Tucker stepped up with the game-winning field goal. The defense stepped up for the majority of the game. You know, they, they just had a great game overall. So everybody kind of played their role in a team win. And, and and let's also not forget, after what the Bengals did to the Ravens last year, two blowout wins, you know, they're the defending AFC champions. Like, all that stuff, I think, rolls into it. But biggest of all, it was just after two home collapses this season already, you couldn't have a third. Yeah, I think, and the Ravens downplayed any of that talk over the course of the week you know uh, i'm not talking about last year i'm not worried about that but there's no doubt that those two games and the way the Bengals kind of celebrated those oh they definitely talk. stuck they in the talk, memory they talk, oh they stuck talk in the talk. memory yeah, yeah for sure so for to sure. get to get one back i think really was um kind of a, a cherry on top of the game in terms of all the other stuff that we're talking about too you know i, yep. I also think you know this is a this is kind of sounds kind of strange, but the Ravens won this game on a night where Lamar Jackson wasn't his best. He was good, especially in kind of some key moments, but you yeah. know he missed some key throws. <laughs> and that, I think it's like to me, this is a, a a good sign in that like, oh, this team can win when Lamar Jackson doesn't have his best game. That right. is like that speaks to the depth and the quality of the team. Of course, this team is going to run through Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's. He's maybe the best player in the NFL, so no surprise there. But right. even on a night where he is not at 100, they can still win against a really good team, and I think that bodes well for the future. Yeah, I mean, and, and even beyond Lamar, too. I mean, they won without Rashad Bateman, right? Yeah. Their, top, their top wide receiver. And I think a lot of us going into this season, looking at the Ravens' wide receivers, we are like, all right, they're, they're thin, you know? And if, if something happens... To Rashad Bateman, you know, what does this offense look like? You know, Devin DuVernay stepped up, five catches for 54 yards, uh, put up any, more receiving yards than anybody on the Bengals. So right. I'll take that. That's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Three runs for twenty, another 24 for Devin. So continues to show, you know, his versatility like we talked about on the pod. When I saw him get that carry out of the backfield, <laughs> oh, me and you, we were, we were fist pumping in the press box. Little Debo Samuel light, baby. Well, I, 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 you know, I said something to him. Um, first of all, got a good poker face because he kind of was just like, yeah, you know, I think that teams could do that. But he, he didn't really hint that, like, you might see it on Sunday. You know, right. it's a good poker face for Devin. And then after the game, you know, I <laughs> I'm brought not that shocked. Up to him. Devin, Devin has a poker face on 100% of the time. Yeah. 
I said something to him about it. He goes, you know, we got a few tricks up our sleeve. I didn't want to say anything at that time. So <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah, he, he did step up. I mean, he's been so good this year. He's been so good. Yeah. So, you know, Rashad Bateman was out. I mean, Ronnie Stanley is still playing less than half the snaps. You know, he's rotating in, and obviously great to have him back. But it's not like he's full strength yet, obviously. Um, J.K. Dobbins isn't, I would say, full strength, and he's another player that's continuing to get better. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, the offense had some pieces working against it and to still do what it did. And really, you know, the Ravens should have had at least two more touchdowns. Well, not two more touchdowns because two of the overthrows came on the same drive. Yeah. But, you know, Lamar Jackson had Duvernay open for a, a deep one. And then the fourth down, you know, I overshot Tylen Wallace, who's wide open for a walk-in touchdown. You know, it could have been a more lopsided game than it was, certainly offensively. Yeah, so here's another email. This comes to us from the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, Pradeep David, thanks for the uh, thanks for the podcast. I'm a longtime listener, first time messaging you guys, and he enjoys listening weekly. Um, it's finally good to get a win at home this season. It was like watching a title fight. I'm glad the Ravens were able to finish and show some fight in the second half of this game. Mike McDonald called a heck of a game, and I'm starting to feel optimistic about our defense that everyone has buried all this season. Mm-hmm. But I think with Tyus Bowser, David Ajabo, Justin Houston coming back healthy down the stretch, we'll have a defense that's going to give some opposing quarterbacks problems. Hope we're able to fine-tune our team and our offense and, and our defense, and we can keep stacking some wins. I think this journey is going all the way to Arizona. So, oh, yeah. Get the golf clubs ready? Si- that's a size them up email. Size them up. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think uh, I, one thing that, that I thought last night was I'm glad the Ravens signed Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah. Like, I, I do just think that he made an impact on the game, and we didn't see too much of it his first game against the Bills, which was kind of a tough assignment. You, you practice for three days, and you go out there, and you play, I don't know, whatever, 70% of the snaps on a shorthanded yeah. outside linebacker group. But I think he's kind of rounding into form a little bit, bats down a couple of balls, gets a sack. Like he was, he was making life difficult on Joe Burrow, and so to that email, to the point of the email, as the Ravens get more guys back in the pass rusher mix, I, I think that that spot that has been kind of a little bit maligned over the course of this year could round into form and, and turn into a strength of the group if those guys all come back healthy and play at a high level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tyus Bowser was the Ravens' leading sack guy last year, mm-hmm. uh, so getting him back and obviously Ajabo and. Um, yeah, I think I think certainly the Ravens are on the right trajectory in terms of the pass rush. Now the problem was the Ravens lost one of their best defensive players, yeah, uh, for a significant amount of time with Marcus Safety Marcus Williams uh, suffering a dislocated wrist. You know, let's that that's really kind of the kick in the teeth is you know the Ravens have their best defensive game yet of the season, but they lose one of their best defensive players. It's like we can never f- get a full celebration around here, right? There's got to be an injury that's just you know. That that hurts. I mean, the Ravens are probably deepest at safe, you know, deeper at safety than any other position, I would say. Yeah. And uh, you know, Geno Stone, I know the Ravens really like him and think he's a starter. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, they're deeper, but you don't want to lose your best guy. Yeah, but you know, no shade, none of them are Marcus Williams, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why the Ravens paid him what they did. And uh so I think they will lose a little bit of that playmaking ability on the back end and kind of that guy that makes quarterbacks think twice about going deep and all that stuff, you know, and Hey, Gino step right up. And, and let's be honest, Kyle Hamilton too. He's going to get more on his plate and, and he's going to have to kind of grow up a little bit faster also uh, to, to contribute to this defense. So 
that's that's a tough loss that I I think will not be an easy one to overcome as much as I do think. And you know me, I've been banging the drum on this defense that it's better than it is. It's, be- yeah. it's better than 30 or second ranked, right? And a big part of that for me has been there's just too much talent. There's just too many good players in the secondary, right? Marlon Humphrey's playing well. We saw Marcus Peter. MP Juice, man, was on the juice last night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he had it. You knew, you knew the second you saw the gold cleats. It was going to be a good game for Marcus. Yeah, yeah. And Jamar Chase, yeah, and Jamar Chase on the other side. You know, you think they talked any smack to two of them? <laughs> you think? I'm sure Marcus um, is always talking smack. You yeah, know that. but like you know, my whole thing has been there's too much talent in the secondary, not secondary, not to be good. But when you lose Marcus Williams, that's the talent pool gets a little bit depleted. Yeah, yeah. That that's a tough one. There's there's no doubt. Um, you know, John Harbaugh said it's probably going to be a significant amount of time. I guess I'm fingers crossed that, that he can come back at some point this season, but right. we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll probably get some more updates on that, you know, maybe later today um, if it is season ending. And hopefully hopefully he can get back out there because he is such a key piece. So while we're on injuries, let's just talk about Ronnie Stanley. You know, so he does play, um, makes his 2022 debut. We've all been waiting for it. And, um, and, he, and he gets out there and he plays, and then all of a sudden – the second series and he's on the bench and everyone's going uh oh you know right. you consider what happened last year where he played the first game and then he was on the shelf for the rest of the year so you see him on the bench and i think people are like what's going on here and it was a, a planned rotation going into the game that's that's what the Ravens said that they wanted to do rather than just throw him out there for 100 percent of the snaps what was his snap count on the night so he played 22 offensive snaps uh, Pat McCary played 43, so almost twice as many. Yeah, so he's getting a you know a third of the snaps, a quarter of the snaps, you know, a small piece of the pie there as the Ravens get him back into form. Also, didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, um, so it's not like the Ravens are saying, "All right, we're going to save him." You know, we're going to save him for the really key parts of the game. Right. Um, they worked him in. It, honestly, it kind of felt like a like a preseason action for Ronnie. You know, like mm-hmm. all right, let's get him a little bit of action and see how he feels. Okay, that's good. Um, I was a little surprised. I'll be honest. You know, he, he's talked about how good he's felt and how explosive he is. And, you know, everyone's been, been impressed with what they've seen from him. So when I saw him on the bench, it it did surprise me that it was, you were, you were full 10 alarm, uh, panic mode. Oh, you were, you were panicking. I don't think it was good. I didn't think it was good. When I see him on the bench, I'm like, uh, he played one series and now what's going on here? This is Garrett. This is Garrett. You ready? You ready? Oh, this isn't good. This I'm telling you, this isn't good. Look at him. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's going back in. Doesn't have. This is not good. I'm telling well, you, this isn't good. Well, I was, I was, I was correct. He didn't go back in in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know, I, I, I was also surprised. I, I, I think I even tweeted it, you know, before the game. I, I did not expect him to be part of a rotation. He was in, in great, you know, football shape. Like he's in great conditioning, right? But. You know, then you think back and you say, well, you know, it's not like you're playing a lot of other positions where you're not taking every single snap. Usually if you're on an offensive line and you're taking 100 percent. So you go from zero to literally from zero to 100. Yep. You know, and after what happened with Ronnie in Vegas last year, he just didn't want the same thing to happen. I think he felt like that game in Vegas last year put way too much stress on him and he didn't feel good as a result. And he just didn't want that to happen. And uh, so I think that, you know, it's smart to, to break in, 
Now, you know, if the Ravens offense had struggled on that final drive and they're getting pressure off the left side, I would have been like, ah, right. <laughs> Where's Ronnie on a key drive to win the game, you know, but it all worked out. Um, and, and obviously I think it's the best move for the long term. Yeah. And like we've said multiple times over the course of this process for these guys to come back with injuries, they're going to get eased along. They're not going to throw them back in, you know, to the right. fire too soon. There's going to be a ramp up process. Marcus and- got the same thing. Marcus Peters got the same thing his first game back. Yeah, J.K. So, Dobbins got the same thing. Exactly. So, like, and now we're, we saw it. And so, um, you know, it's 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 always funny because it's like you say that, and then when it gets into game action, you're like, come on, where's Ronnie? Where is he? Exactly. Then, like, you got to be reminded that, like, this the Ravens have, have been very thoughtful about how they're approaching injuries and the guys who are coming back from those injuries. And they want to make sure, I've said it a million times, that when these guys get on the field, they can stay on the field. And Ronnie Stanley is as important of a guy as anybody on this team. So they want to make sure that he's good to go. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We also want listeners to know that the sports landscape is always changing. This week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports. And it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players and you try to stay under the salary cap. And then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. Now you know how to play. You download the DraftKings app today. Sign up using the code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, the code is FLOCK, and that's at DraftKings. Also, well, when, I, when I'm playing DraftKings, Garrett, you know what I like to do? What's that? I have some nice soup. Ooh, nothing goes better than soup and <laughs> soup and fantasy football oh for sure obviously <laughs> does that even need to be said no. so garrett you you can join the baltimore ravens and campbell's chunky soup as we take on food insecurity in our community for every regular season defensive tackle by the ravens campbell's chunky will donate 25 campbell's products to a local baltimore feeding america affiliate up to twenty-five thousand items dang for every tackle dang that's that's a lot of soup it's a lot of soup for more details visit chunky snacks hunger.com campbell's chunky soup proud partner of your baltimore ravens i know you love soup but the one thing i know that you love more than soup is snacks and we're calling all snacks and sports fans <laughs> knock it out yeah make sure that your game days are even more satisfying by entering the free delay snack and snap series on DraftKings. play for free for your shot at hundred and twenty thousand dollars in total cash prizes during weeks one through six of the football season. So you run out of time here, okay? One through six. You better get their entry in now. You can get your skin to the game courtesy of Frito-Lay of DraftKings. DraftKings.com slash Frito-Lay. All right, so uh, turn it forward. I mean, you know, one person we haven't talked about here yet is Justin Tucker. Mm. We probably probably should mention the game. Yeah, that's our thing on the Monday morning podcast. We like to bury the lead. We didn't we didn't discuss uh, last week the the decision to go for the touchdown over the field goal until like 20 minutes into the podcast. Well, you know, same you, thing yeah. here today. We don't mention Justin Tucker until 20 minutes in. You got to string him along, string him <laughs> along, keep him listening. <laughs> Good things right? come to those who wait. Exactly. Uh, well, first, I guess before we talk to Tucker, what did you think of the decision? First off, you know, <laughs> it was kind of a trust in Justin Tucker move, right? The decision to kick the field goal, go up by six with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, you What'd know you what think? I thought because I was sitting right next to you and I kept saying, "Kick it, kick it, kick it, kick I do it, know. kick it, kick it." <laughs> so uh-huh. when they when they went out there and they lined up, I was like, "Are they going to go for it here?" And and obviously they ended up taking the delay of game and Tucker gives them the lead, uh, extends the lead at that point. So I, I thought that was the right call with that much time left. Um, 
you know, the offense, they were in like a third and 10 or third and long-ish situation right before that play, and Isaiah likely picked up a chunk of it, but they were kind of behind the chains on that on that particular first down series. Um, and so I just, I liked, I liked the decision to kick it there without a doubt. I mean, that was to me, I know that, and, and for the record, earlier in the game, there was a fourth down. It was a Tyler Wallace play. I liked the decision to go for the fourth down in that, in that spot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always basically in favor midfield and th- fourth and short situations in the middle of the field, kind of going for it. That's like almost, Almost always, I want to go for it well, in those situations. Well, you would have gone for it instead of kicking the fifty-eight yard bomb. Huh? Well, no. What about that one? What was the What was the the down distance on that one? Uh, I don't know. Keep talking. I'll pull yeah. it up. Yeah. No, I was not. In fi- I, I wanted to kick the fifty-eight yard bomb because I know Justin Tucker is is money. Fourth um, and four. Fourth and four from no, the Cincinnati. No, there's a difference between fourth and four and fourth and one. A okay. big difference. Okay. Especially when you have a guy who you think can make it in that situation. Right. I, I don't like pointing. Well, John Harbaugh said that wasn't an easy one on the 58 yarder. He said that, that wasn't an easy one. Uh, you know, because if you miss that, then they're, no, it's they, get, they yeah. get the ball at midfield or better. Yeah. Right. And uh, so it's not, not, easy. not it's, easy. It's not an easy decision, but when you have Tucker, like use, use that, it. use that tool, use that, yeah. that, that tool in your bag. <laughs> I agree. Um, so yeah, I liked the decision on the play that didn't work out to Tylen Wallace, um, and then I I was saying kick it, um, and so I thought that was the right call. You were trying to say go for it, go for the touchdown. You know, well, see, Garrett, the difference between me and you is I'm a dog, and I like to attack. <laughs> okay, I see? like to make the right decision. No, which is see, what I which is what you, happened. You're a cat. You are <laughs> such a cat guy. <laughs> so the dog in me was coming out. I won't lie, and I was like, go for it, put him away. But um, I wasn't I wasn't as strong as I was. I'll admit I I the the last uh, the Bills game I was I was hard in the go for it. Uh, this one I wasn't quite as much. I just thought the defense was playing really well. Uh, the Bengals really had not. They, they kept the Bengals at bay. You're at home. The place is rocking. Uh, it was just a, a bunch of different factors in it for me, and really the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, you had 9:42 left at that point. If you kick the field goal, it's just like what played out. Then you know, even if they score a touchdown, you're going to get another shot with plenty of clock. Right. And so it was just the the circumstances were different for me. That I I also, while kind of my gut said immediately go for it, I was glad that they kicked it. Yeah. And and you know, I, I've said this before. I think that. You know, the Ravens still have to improve in short yardage, kind of key situations, crucial third and short, fourth and short situations to keep getting those opportunities, in my mind. They had a fourth and short earlier in the game. They didn't get it. So to me, it's like, okay, no, I'm not. In this situation, given all the history, given the last week, I'm not kicking. I'm not going for the touchdown in that situation. Obviously, obviously, it was the right call, as evidenced by the fact that the Ravens get the win. So then Justin Tucker – I mean, the game winner, I don't think that there was any doubt in that stadium uh, that he was going to knock that through. I asked J.K. Dobbins, like, what are you thinking when Tucker lines that up? He's like, you don't have to think. You just know it's going in. <laughs> and I think that's kind of a feeling that a lot of Ravens fans had. I mean, it was so down the middle. It, it, was, it was dead center down the middle. And yep. kind of classic. And well, you then, did, you see that, did you see that stat? 
that if yeah. the goalposts were half a half a yard wide, it would have split the uprights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right down the pipe, you can't get any any more down the middle than that. But yeah, that looks I mean, like your that looks like your drive in golf. Where yeah, you, exactly. You right. never break out the, the driver. You use your putter off the tees. Right down, so right, right down, down the, the fairway. Dead right down the fairway center. for about thirty yards. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I, I think um. I, it was just really impressive. Um, you know, the the game winner was great. I think I actually, to be honest, the player I was like a little bit more concerned with was Jordan Stout because he's a rookie holder in a key situation in primetime football, and he's been good this year. But mm-hmm. that's kind of been the question with Jordan Stout. Like he, how how do you handle that key situation when the game's on the line? And yep. he passed the test. And. Yep. Um, that was big for him, and and you could tell. You know, I talked to Jordan and Justin and Nick Moore, uh, the three of those guys coming off the field, and and Jordan Stout might have had the biggest smile of any of them. And I just think that he was kind of relishing in that moment, and just just so happy that he was able to get that down, and Justin was able to knock it through. And what a weapon that guy is! Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just a couple last points for me. I do think that uh, you know one thing the Ravens need to kind of clean up a little bit the next mission. Because it's that's what an NFL season is. It's putting out one fire after another, right? You're just addressing different things that crop up. Is run defense is going to have to stiffen up a little bit. Twenty-one yeah. carries for 101 yards. The Bengals were kind of gashing the Ravens uh, in the second half of this game. You know, the Bengals came into the game not running the ball well, one of the worst in the league. And Joe Mixon goes for 14 and 78. And now you're going into a game against the New York Giants and Saquon Bar- Barkley, who leads the league in rushing. You know, that run defense is going to have to tighten up a little bit. Now, you know, maybe the Ravens were saying, okay, we don't think you're going to beat us running the ball, but we want to keep the the top on the defense. Yeah. And that's fine. They did. Mission accomplished, right? No wide receiver for the Bengals went over 50 yards. Yeah. Mission accomplished. But just saying, like, that run defense is going to have to be strong to win next week in New York. And, and last – one other one. Just last point for me, and we already talked about Lamar and the overthrows and all this stuff. But here's what here's what that game said to me about Lamar Jackson. And it's not anything new, but it's just it just shows it once again is the dude is a winner. Uh-huh. He's just a winner, right? There's a reason why Lamar Jackson has the record that he does over his entire career, right? It's because he wins games like that, right? And it, it's not by accident. I mean, the guy's 40 and 14 in his career. Pretty darn good. And you just know you know, I had almost as much confidence that the offense was going to get move the ball down for a field goal as I did in Justin Tucker lining that one up. Mm-hmm. Ah, maybe not quite that level. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe that's a little embellishing. But, like, I honestly, when, when the Ravens were getting the ball back in two minutes, I was like, plenty of time, this is happening. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and, that's, I, I think, and that yeah. speaks to Lamar. Yeah, I, totally. I think that he deserves, obviously, a lot of credit for... I mean, he was just kind of methodical on that last drive. And then, you know, obviously the difference with him compared to any other quarterback is, like, when you need... When, when they found themselves in, like, all right, you need a yard just to extend to get a fresh set of downs here and put yourself... Kind of line up the kick. Mm-hmm. He just keeps the ball. You just keep the ball in his hands, and he goes and picks up a first down. Yeah. And there's not really probably any other quarterbacks with... Probably that any other that are, are running it as much as he is on that last drive, but he was methodical. He was delivering the yeah. ball sharp, 
sharply. He was picking up yards Two on the Two straight completions to Mark Andrews to start that driver was huge. Yeah, just like, boom, boom, okay, now we're off and rolling. Okay, yep. here we go. And now yep. we're off to the races. And, then, and all of a sudden, like, you were, they were like the 45, and you're like, okay, you need like seven more yards like to, for like for Tucker to attempt to bomb, you know? Yep. And I just think that like um, – that just kind of, when you when you have also that in the back of your mind, I think when you're like, all right, we don't need much more for Tucker. It just makes the drive. It just makes the drive feel so much more manageable. You're like, yep. all right, all we need is a little bit more, and then we can just from there. Then it's like you're playing with house money, and I think that helps the offense overall when you kind of have that that comfort in the back of your mind. Yep. A couple other kudos before we wrap this up. Uh, I think Patrick Queen deserves. Yeah. Deserves a round of applause for catching that ball. I mean, that's that's a big play for him, you know, after dropping two interceptions that, uh, you know, one of which obviously would have changed the game dramatically against the Bills. Uh, and he went to work. You know, he was catching tennis balls uh, after practice and kind of working on that hand-eye coordination and just making sure, you know, the hands are right. And to see that, that work kind of pay off and to see him make a big play in a big situation that you hope, you know, he still has things to improve on and, and he needs to shore up some of his tackling, you know, when they were checking down to the running backs and all that stuff, you know, those are plays that he wants to make. Right. Yeah. And, um, but you hope that this is, this game can kind of be a little bit of a springboard for him and seeing the Ravens post game locker celebra- locker room celebration kind of hammer that home for me, you know, just seeing guys kind of loving on him. And they, they want to see him going because Patrick Queen's a very important player in this defense. Yeah. Two quick points on that. One, First of all, I, I do think he should have. I'll say, I'll pre- preface this by saying I think he should have caught those interceptions, you know, the past few weeks that he dropped. But I also think that the the narrative, the pendulum swung a little too far in the direction of those were gimmies in the breadbasket. They hit him in the hands. They were right in his hands. But those were ricochets in, at close range. There, I was talking to Tory Smith about this before the game, and he's like. I think that Patrick Queen's gotten dogged a little too unfairly because those are at full speed. When you see the slowdown and you see it bounce off his hand. Like, <laughs> the slow-mo is never favorable, never no. flattering in that situation. The Yeah, and it hits him right in the hands. You're like, oh, this guy can't catch. But like in full speed, it, it, it was deflected. Both those balls deflected right in front of him. And so it was like not quite as easy, I think, as mm-hmm. everyone made it out to be. <clears throat> I think he should have made it, but I also don't think it was a gimme play. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, you mentioned I, the I locker think, room. I, I just think on that real quick, I don't think Patrick Queen has a hands problem. I think what your what this play last night did was help with the head, you know? It's like you drop too many of those and all of a sudden it gets in your head and you're thinking, oh, you know, oh. Yeah, yeah. Am, yeah. I, am I going to make the play the next time? You know what I mean? And so I think mentally, it was a mental thing more than it was well, at this point uh, a physical thing. Yeah, but I don't think that he dropped those because he was thinking about them. No, no, like, no. This I'm, wasn't, saying, yeah. I'm saying – I'm saying it been. Had, it could have been. It could have yeah. become a mental thing for yeah. him if he didn't make that play. Yeah, like it, you worry about like a Hollywood situation <clears throat> in Detroit, you know, where yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. And so, yep. and I think that you saw in that locker room celebration when he gets a game ball and he gives a quick little speech, like he cares. It means something to him. He oh, works hard. Sure. And, um, and in the reaction from him and his teammates, I think was evidence of that. Yeah. Um, and then one other guy I want to shout out is our guy Pepe Williams. Seventy-five percent of the snaps yeah, on he defense. Took, he took it. He took over as the nickel corner. He really did, which uh, you know was was surprising considering Brandon Stevens played a vast majority of the snaps as the third corner the previous week. And so you know we were all kind of saying, all right, well Brandon Stevens is number three. 
hold right. on. Right. You know, Pepe, um, you know, and, and how much of that is a matchup kind of thing? Um, whether they just thought he was more favorable against these wide receivers, I don't know, but it'll be interesting to ask uh, about that this week. Yeah, totally. Um, so, so look, it's it's uh, this is when you enjoy. You know, I know yeah. everyone's probably a little groggy. If you went to the game late night, uh, early morning, extra cup of coffee needed this morning, but it's worth it because these are the types of wins. Uh, that you know, the, the adrenaline will get you through today. It'll get you through the first you couple know, days this week. You know, is the worst this morning. Get up, oh, oh, come down, get the coffee. No creamer. Had run out of creamer this morning. <laughs> oh my god! Just drink a coffee black. Come on, dude. No, come that's on. Soft. That's terrible. Soft. What are you soft. a barbarian? Are you a barbarian? Black coffee, <laughs> the way it's meant to be drank. Anyway. Good size of up Monday. Glad I got the ring. That really gave me the juice this morning to get over the creamer situation. I'm feeling great. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with you later this week. As always, email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And we're going to track down a player and have a great interview this week. See you later.